A Florida man stole a shopping scooter to go out on a date. A Florida man was caught eating meth-drizzled drawings of the sun. A Florida man wrote his father a pretty scathing obituary. And a Florida man asks to lead a satanic prayer at a high school football game. These are the weird stories for Friday on Weird AF News. They are all from the state of Florida because on Fridays we do... Only weird news from Florida. Florida Fridays on Weird AF News. I'm glad you're joining me. I'm Jonesy. Let's get right into it. A Florida man stole a motorized shopping scooter from Walmart. Why? Well, to take his date out on the town. That's right. Nothing beats going out on the town on a Walmart shopping scooter. This is pretty romantic for Florida standards, you know. This occurred in Largo, Florida. A Florida man stole a motorized shopping cart from Walmart, drove it to a local bar to take his lady out on a nice, classy date. It's a good time. Hey, it's an electric vehicle. It's pretty impressive. (laughs) It's pretty hip to drive an electric vehicle these days. The ladies like a man that gives a damn about the environment. Ooh, daddy, what's that you're driving? It looks like an EV. Oh, you better believe it. It's a Walmart shopping cart. Get in, baby. Yeah, help yourself to some Pringles that I stole. (laughs) Okay, the incident happened on Thursday. That's a big date night. Security cameras captured footage of Jeffrey Sabel, age 50, taking the motorized cart from the Walmart store and just driving off with it. Just, Just kept going. He headed west. And after the theft was reported, the police found the Walmart shopping scooter outside a sports bar where they located Jeffrey and his date, Santa Marie, age 32. Naturally, there's a lot of questions here. It's Florida behavior, though, so hard to apply reason to it, but let's give it a go. Uh, First of all, if someone shows up to pick you up on a date in a Walmart shopping scooter, uh, you probably don't go, correct? You turn around, you go back in the house. Not Santa Marie. I don't think she's been out in a while, is my point. I'm trying to piece this together. Nobody takes out Santa Marie these days. So anybody showing a little effort, that's going to get somewhere with her. It might be a motorized shopping cart. It might be a golf cart. Hell, you might show up on a, a tandem skateboard. Does that exist? Now, Santa Marie is very trustworthy and daring. She seems like a fun girl, and I like these qualities. Our man Jeffrey, the Florida man in the story, you got to hand it to him, too. I mean, he, he doesn't have a car. Probably has his license suspended from so many DUIs because that seems to be the Florida norm. But he didn't let that stop him from taking a lady out on the town. He thought to himself, there are multiple ways that I can still pick up Santa Marie and get to the bar. Let me think about this. I've seen people on scooters. Okay, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, I was in Walmart yesterday. Ah, there we go. They offer those little carts that you can drive around. You can fit two people on there, no problem. And they're environmentally friendly. Coming to get you, girl! A Florida man was caught eating meth-drizzled drawings of the sun. That's right, meth-drizzled drawings of the sun. I don't know what this means. Very curious. The article starts by saying something very obvious. A lot of weird stuff happens in Florida, guys. Yes, we know. Most of those things tend to involve alcohol, meth, or combinations thereof. 
Now, this particular story about a creative Florida man is less an indictment of Florida's meth addicts than it's a knock on the county sheriff's male security experts who apparently noticed that an inmate was receiving some crude hand-drawn images of the sun through the mail for a short time. Uh, It obviously, at the beginning, seemed like a very innocent activity, but it turned out this was not okay. Because 27-year-old Bay County inmate Florida Daniel Eanes was caught licking these drawings, shoving them into his mouth, eating the paper. (laughs) Why was he doing that? Why was he literally eating pieces of paper? Well, because they were drenched in meth. (laughs) Yeah, meth-infused paper. Have you heard of that? You can actually buy that at Staples, guys, in case you're wondering. It's right next to the sheets of acid. (laughs) Good stuff. Meet me in aisle six, guys. Okay, so this guy, Robert, was uh, eating meth-infused paper. There were drawings. Uh, Eventually, the corrections officers thought something was amiss because, you know, he was acting pretty high quite often. Uh, So they started monitoring his phone calls, and they caught him telling two accomplices how to get the meth into the prison past the guards. Yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to send your lady to the prison with drawings of the sun from your son. (laughs) Who's going to say you can't bring in drawings from your child into the prison, right? You're like, I want to put them on my wall. You know, my son drew these. Oh, your son drew them. Why are you licking the sun, sir? We saw you in your cell licking the pages. How do you put meth into paper? How do you put drugs in? I mean, I need to Google this now. There are places I would like to take some chemicals. I'm not allowed. Hello, Delta Airlines. Why are you so strict? Yeah, I mean, there are creative ways to do this that we don't know about because we're not in prison. But these these prisoners are so crafty, man. They figure out ways to get drugs in there, phones in there, weapons in there. Uh, I mean, major problem solvers, these peeps. Very, very creative people. We should give them real problems in the real world to solve. I mean, they're wasting their skills in there. It's like, hello, uh, we're running out of drinking water. Can your prisoners help? Can you sneak some drinking water onto our planet somehow? I'm sure they could come up with something. The article ends by saying, thank God the police caught him before he drew a picture of a gun and threatened the guards with it. Oh, in other words, a comedy writer is on top of this who clearly knows nothing about prisoner mentality. You wouldn't draw a picture of a gun. You would draw a picture of Salma Hayek. Hello. A Florida man writes a not-so-flattering obituary about his own father. Lawrence Paff Jr. said he wanted to say the truth about his father when he wrote a searing obituary about him for the Florida Times Union. And now the newspaper's publisher is investigating how this piece got published. Uh, Lawrence wrote the obituary for his father, Lawrence Sr., who died on June 27th at the age of 81 after living a life that his son uh, described as much longer than he deserved. (laughs) Apparently, Lawrence was a ladies' man, Lawrence Sr., and uh, didn't know how many children he actually had. Uh, His son wrote in the obituary, Our lovely father is survived by his three children. No, four. Make that four. Oops. My bad, five children. Well, as of 2022, we believe there is one more that we know about, but there could be more. There could be more. Now, the son was asked by the media why he wrote such an indictful obituary about his father. He said he didn't want to lie about who the guy was. 
He said, you know, I read a lot of obituaries and a lot of them are very positive. So I'm like, how can I write this in a way that's kind of positive, but not really saying positive things because there ain't too many positive things. My father really had no redeeming qualities and was incapable of love. He actually wrote that in the obituary as well. His father was abusive, narcissistic, and alcoholic with no redeeming qualities. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this would be bananas if you heard this kind of... If you saw this obituary in the paper about your loved one. Now, apparently this obituary drew some attention and people criticizing the publisher over it. A spokesperson for the publisher, uh, which is based in Craxonville, Florida, wrote that this obituary did not actually adhere to our internal guidelines and we're looking into the matter further. <laughs> it didn't adhere to their guidelines because it wasn't positive. They all got to be positive, right? I've never read an obituary that wasn't overly positive, even by people that I know that weren't so great in life. But I mean, is that okay? What are the rules here? You're not supposed to speak ill of the dead, they say. But some of them deserve to be spoken ill. <laughs> they they do. Maybe not necessarily in print, you know, on in a paper, but... Eh. Now, the son, Lawrence Jr., who wrote that obituary, said that actually writing that helped him start to heal from his childhood trauma that was largely attributed to Lawrence Sr. So at least he got something out of it, kind of like therapy. But what do you guys think uh, when it comes to scathing obituaries is this okay to speak ill of the dead even even if they kind of deserved it what do you think call the show 646-450-2012 would you allow a satanic prayer at your high school football game well this might be happening in florida after the u.s supreme court backed a high school football coach's right to pray at the games a South Florida artist and political activist has now reached out to Broward County High School asking if he could lead a satanic invocation before one of the football games. Why not? Don't you want Satan on your side when you're trying to win a game? Satan, Lord of all that is evil, please, please give our squad the strength to stomp thy opponent into the mud. Where they belong. And please, saint and lord of all that is evil, give us the strength and stamina to power right through their sturdy line and into the end zone. I imagine it would go down something like that. I don't know. I've never been to a satanic invocation before. Chaz Stevens is the Florida man who's the center of this story. He is the atheist who founded what's called the Mount Jab Church of Mars Activist Group. Chaz reached out to the county schools asking if he could lead a satanic prayer at a football game at Deerfield Beach High School. This is the same high school where Chaz attended. Yeah, I want to give a prayer at the 50-yard line at my alma mater. I assume they're going to tell me to kiss off. You know, This all started when the Supreme Court, a.k.a. the American Taliban, sided in favor of a high school coach in Bremerton, and now he's allowed to give his prayer after the games. Well, you know what? That, that should open the door to all kinds of prayer. What's wrong with my satanic invocations at the game, too? Everything should be on the menu right now as soon as you open that prayer door. I'm praying. I want to pray. I'm just going to pray to something different. That's all. At the end of the day, we give a damn about football, though. I mean, it's your intentions that really count and matter in the end. Now, when asked if Stevens had heard back from the high school regarding his request to lead that prayer, he says there's been no word back from them on that. In a news release, he said, quote, 
I'm old enough to remember when the separation of church and state was a cherished constitutional concept here. Now it seems, well, the hell with facts. You know, that's what they say. They toss aside our established laws like some dirty laundry and their lustful eagerness for religious expression. They won't express it all over the place, even at sporting events. <laughs> yeah. Now, Florida man Stevens is known throughout the state for his satirical political activism and art, as a matter of fact. In April, he wrote letters to more than 60 Florida school district superintendents requesting that their school systems remove the Bible from classrooms. Whoa, this guy's very busy. In 2013, after a Jesus nativity scene was put on display at the state capitol building as a holiday exhibit, uh, Stevens built a six-foot Festivus pole using empty Paps Blue Ribbon beer cans. <laughs> Do you guys know about Festivus? That's the fake holiday from the 90s sitcom Seinfeld, which is in the episode's quite funny. So this guy Stevens brought his Festivus pole to the Capitol and put it next to the, next to the nativity scene. Oh, this guy's really funny. I like this guy. Here's one more quote from our Florida man activist. My message is always wrapped up in humor, man. It makes me laugh, and I do some beautiful art. It's all wrapped up in my art. My art is... Wrapped in activism and humor, and it, it makes me happy. It really does. And I would honestly love to see him lead a satanic prayer at a football game. I think that would be hilarious. And then watch the team kick ass. And then from thence on, the satanic prayer becomes part of this team's ritual. <laughs> Maybe they sacrifice a goat in, in overtime? I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get creative here, guys. Hey, my friends, how you doing? You made it all the way to the outro of this Florida Friday episode. Look at you. Congrats. Congrats to you spending some time with Jonesy today. And listen, I want to thank all of you who sent me Florida articles. That was really sweet of you. I made my job a lot easier and helped me try to make the best Florida Friday episode that we can make together. All right. I did a little search uh, for I wanted to find like a funny Walmart song. I think I found something. It's called The Devil Went Down to Walmart by a YouTuber named Nomadic Fanatic, who uh, is pretty popular here, kind of. Got a lot of subscribers. Uh, I want to play a little just clip of this song because it's kind of funny. That no good troublemaker. He just took a shit in a fiery pit in Walmart's out of toilet paper. Well, he came across this young man buying every roll. <laughs> all right, all right, a little silly. <laughs> it might be for fourteen-year-olds. Anyways, I thought it was kind of funny. I'm going to play a little piece of it if you want to hear the whole song. It's Nomadic Fanatic on YouTube. It's called the uh, the Walmart song or Devil Went Down to Walmart. Walmart's always very central to uh, Florida shenanigans. Uh, anyways. Hope you guys are having a lovely weekend, or you are about to, or you did. And if you'd like to reach out to me, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. If you'd like to call the show, 646-450-2012. And uh, if you want to support the show, I have a Patreon where I put, I actually put extra Florida content in the Patreon as well. Visual stuff, like crazy Florida memes, videos, or uh, you know images, anything that like wouldn't make an audio podcast. I will put in the Patreon. So just some extra weird content in there. If that's your thing, if you want some more. Um, otherwise, you could just get the good feeling of supporting a a guy who records a five-day-a-week news show in a closet. It's a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, that's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. 
or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the link. And lastly, thank you for your time. I appreciate it very much, and uh, we'll see you Monday.